You've tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. The future comes, and now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall miss no game, withhold no news, report all rumors. I shall wear no jerseys and plead allegiance to no side. I shall live and die on my webpage. I am the word in the darkness. I am the watcher of the TV. I am the megaphone that informs the realms of geek. I pledge my hands and name to the Geek's Watch, for the Geeks and all the Geeks to come. Welcome back for another shift on the Geek's Watch, and we are here talking about all the things that happened in geek news throughout the week, plus the last episode of Electric Dream, Amazon. Isn't that right, John? That is correct. I can't say that I am upset to see this show is ending you know but i think it went out on the positive note i like this episode i like this episode to a point (laughs) and we'll get into that when we get to we get to that let's first let's talk about geek news and how can we not talk about geek news this week if we don't talk about the three things that happened in todd phillips joaquin phoenix's joker movie this week so we had uh, an official picture released by Todd Phillips that look that looks that's just the Joker, or I'm sorry, just Joaquin Phoenix in his greasy hair and his stupid face. And uh, okay, that, that's unfair. You can't just say he's a stupid face. He doesn't have a hair lip. Well, that that has nothing to do with me saying he has a stupid face. <laughs> I think you don't like hair lips. That's not true at all. That's not. Anyways, hashtag doesn't like hair lips. <laughs> Anyways, it's just a picture, and uh, it the like Todd Phillips also said that this is Arthur, so we're getting the backstory that Joaquin Phoenix's Joker is his original name is Arthur. Then uh, on the this is not an official video, but uh, someone leaked an on set video uh, of Joaquin Phoenix's character walking away from what seemed like a gym of some sort. Maybe it was a clown school. I don't know. Something. And some guy comes up and starts harassing him, and then he starts pushing back, and that's just what's happening in the video. There's no audio. Then we got the the camera test, the, the camera makeup test that was a video that Todd Phillips released, and it shows a bunch of lighting going off with Joaquin Phoenix sitting right in the middle, and there's a song playing in the background, and then all of a sudden at the end of it, there's lots of flashes of makeup on Joaquin Phoenix's face, and then ends with the, you know, very prominent like makeup face for him. So, I mean, it definitely looks like uh, he was at that point. That's you know kind of the look they're going for with uh, with the Joker. And then on Saturday, they released some actual pictures got released online of what. I would say is Joaquin Phoenix trying to look like Cesar Romero's Joker to me. I mean, the costume is spot on. Spot on to what? To like a Cesar Romero look. I mean, it's got a vest on, so okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not a huge fan of the... I mean, obviously this isn't going to be the final version either. I think this is like when he decides to 
or starts to snap. And then this is like we're going to see a progression throughout the movie. I'm not a big fan of the, the blue over the left eye. That's that's like, okay. like. But, but then again, we're just going to get makeup again, right? We're, not, we're just like fucking well, at this Heath point, Ledger's Joker. At, the, at this point, we don't know. I, I think we're going to get the full-on acid bath like origin story at some point the thing's gonna be very killing uh killing joke but in the killing joke he doesn't wear any makeup well obviously this isn't gonna be very faithful but i mean what dc property has been up until now in the movies wonder woman has it really though it was pretty faithful yeah she was told that she was made from clay and given to her by the gods and then you find out that she's actually kind of more birthed from a god (laughs) Yeah, I thought she was birthed from Athena in the comics. No, she's birthed from Hippolyta, but uh, she's the daughter of Zeus and Hippolyta. Or they took the Amazonian thing a step further and Athena's the father? I mean, I haven't seen that in the comic books yet, (laughs) but I mean, unless that's what it was at one point in time. I don't know. It's definitely, I would say that one as of right now is the closest. Okay. Man of Steel, you could say you got all the right points. You just had the wrong tone. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, look, my biggest problem is that I've, I know I don't want an origin for the Joker. Like, you, you can have the killing joke, but the killing joke saves itself at the end by saying, look, I don't even know if that's really true. I'm the Joker. I'm fucking crazy. <laughs> so, that you know, to me, that's the perfect thing. I guess you can probably do that at the end of this movie, too, and be like, Walking Phoenix is, he's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe that's how it happened. Maybe it didn't. That reminds me of that movie with uh, Denzel Washington. Where oh, Fallen? Yes, with that ghost that keeps jumping bodies. Yeah, the demon that jumps bodies. Yeah. And you, 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 he's, Denzel Washington's narrating it the whole time, so you, you think that he... Spoiler, you think that he, ends, he's, he lives at the end, but you find out the demon actually just kind of took over his, his brain or whatever, so yeah, he's talking he's as him. Yeah, possesses him or something. Yeah. yeah. I was like, ooh, that's a good twist ending. That is yeah, a good we'll twist. Yeah, we'll like something like that. I mean, I, for one, really like this creepy version. In fact, I think that... Joaquin Phoenix in just his regular look looks even creepier just because of like I don't understand is where where everybody gets this feeling that Joaquin Phoenix is this great phenomenal actor because he's been in some good movies I guess which ones what 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 are what's the great roles that he's done other than Johnny Cash walk the line oh the master was really good Uh, all right I mean I guess (laughs) And I mean, he wasn't the lead, but I liked him in Signs. See, see, and then that's that not a really a good l- role for him either. And uh, yeah, I guess Johnny Cash is probably the, the one I like him the most in. But it's just like I don't understand why everybody gives him such the benefit of the doubt. I, you know, because he went crazy for a couple of years, and he tried to make that documentary where he's like, "I'm not going to be an actor anymore," and everybody knew it was it was bullshit. Maybe. It's just, just very method. Oh, okay. That's why. Well, well I mean, you know, he, so is Jared Leto. He's very method, <laughs> but everybody didn't like him about it. You know what? I thought he was fine for what the material was. I mean, the Suicide Squad wasn't a great movie. The actor, the characters were all like very surface level, except for Deadshot and Harley Quinn. But even they were kind of just, there wasn't enough room to flesh them out. No, there wasn't. There, there was a lot of problems with Suicide so Squad. I just felt like he fit into that. He wasn't yeah. great, but it, it all went together for the mess that it was. Pimp gangster Joker is not a good Joker either. His so, Juggalo Joker. His Juggalo Joker is not a good Joker. Look, I understand that fucking Joaquin Phoenix likes to make serious movies. He's not in for this comic book stuff. And then just from these pictures that got released on Saturday, 
you can definitely see they're they're they really loved the fucking Heath Ledger Joker, or they just really think that everybody really loved Heath, Heath Ledger's Joker. Which, yeah, Heath Ledger did a great job as the Joker. Well, he did a great job as, as that character. It's not really the Joker that I was looking for, but it's still great. So, who is your Joker? Mark Hamill. Really, you could see the Mark Hamill Joker in all of his campiness. Well, I guess in uh, the. Mask of the Phantasm. He was a little more serious. He's serious in a lot of the episodes. Yeah, he's 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 too much of a goofball though. The, the whole the, point. That's I think the point of, of the Joker is that you don't know what he's gonna do. Well, I think the point of the Joker is that like you should never find him funny, and he should never be purposely trying to be funny. Like it's the whole upsetting just like physician that he's supposed to look like a goofy clown. No, but he no, always acts like he's, a psycho. He's supposed to think that he's funny. The things that he does is funny to him. And the fact that he's laughing is why it's it's funny. So then Andy Kaufman would have been the perfect Joker. Sure. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't doubt that. Yeah, because Andy Kaufman thought that everything he did was fucking brilliant. To himself. To himself, yeah. And like, I don't cool. I don't find that shit funny. But. Well, see, now we need that, but with a psychotic, like, twist to it. So, well. you're saying, as I've said for many years, that uh, Jim Carrey's Riddler in Batman Forever is actually a good Joker. Not necessarily, because <laughs> he's too ego-driven. That was the problem with Edward Nygma, is that... He kept trying to compare himself and be too much like Bruce Wayne. Well, like yeah, Edward Nigger wants to be like Bruce Wayne, but when he was in the Riddler persona, he's the way he conducts himself and the way that he does things, though it has a way too much uh, rhyme and reason for what the Joker would be doing, I think he acted more like the Joker than any other live-action Joker that we've had. I would argue that uh, Jesse Eisenberg would also have been a good Joker then because his whole portrayal in Batman v Superman was essentially... Uh, someone with no real plan but just the resources and the means to just execute this really elaborate <laughs> well i i would tell you i would say this that the the movies have been getting lex Luthor wrong for a very long time oh yeah all like the way that. back to gene hackman yeah so, definitely so uh yeah there's there's i don't know there's really nothing that i can say about that look no, i'm not excited for this joker movie like these pictures yes might be in the in the step towards the right direction might big might but we had we heard stuff about like uh you know we're gonna see joker's mom played by francis o'connor i think and uh we saw um uh uh was it alec baldwin was supposed to be playing thomas wayne in this why is thomas wayne supposed to be in this movie and that that you know alec baldwin dropped out of it like two days later but it's going to be held up by uh bruce something i forget what his name is but he he was in uh Maybe they're going to do the the Pagliacci joke, and uh, <laughs> the, you know, the the crying clown. Yes, and uh, Thomas Wayne was going to be the doctor seeing uh, Arthur. But they said that he's going to be a young Donald Trump esque character. That's what Thomas Wayne is going to be. Like that's not what Thomas Wayne is. Well, he was still a doctor, though. I would imagine. I mean, they wouldn't change that part of it, would they? I, I, I think they would. They, 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 would. they just make him like some kind of. Like, I honestly do. I think that the Walking Phoenix came in with this like I'm going to make this uh, crime epic that I want to make, and then someone was like, "Hey, how about we just make it a Joker movie too?" And he's like, "I guess." Now, how much, uh, how much input does Walking Phoenix actually have in the project? I think he has a lot of input in this project. You think so? I think so. I think. DC has or Warner Brothers has wanted Joaquin Phoenix to be in something uh, comic book related for a very long time, and this is going to be their 
their way of getting him in there by letting him decide on how the movie goes. I suppose. I just, uh, I don't know. I'm not super bothered by it. I'm, I'm actually curious to see what they do with that because it looks in- interesting at least. And um, I guess I just don't hold the, the Joker to as high in esteem as you do. <laughs> so I'm not bothered by what appears to be blasphemy. Look, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't say the Joker is one of my favorite characters at all. I would not say that. I just think that when you go and decide to make a definitive origin and I, I know i can't say that because i haven't watched the movie yet but from all accounts and purposes what they're saying so far is that this is supposed to be a definitive origin for the joker though it will be on a separate timeline and all that kind of stuff or a separate world or whatever it's just like why not just show the joker that people have loved for 60 years 60 plus years why not show that joker first then go and make your other joker movies well, maybe this is just one of the three Jokers that they talk about in uh, the New 52 or whatever the new continuity is. Uh, maybe. Maybe that's that's what it is. I mean, <laughs> who knows? Maybe we'll even get a movie one of these days where Was they it? show Batman's penis, too. Yeah. Uh, maybe. <laughs> that's that's a possibility. I, I, I wouldn't doubt it if you don't see the Joker's penis in this movie. <laughs> so there you go. As much as people want R-rated comic book movies for some odd reason. Because they're more mature. Sure they are. I want an R-rated Power Girl. Okay. (laughs) Uh, All right. Moving on. (laughs) Netflix is making an Avatar movie, a live-action Last Airbender movie. Now... Uh, I think it's going to be a series, isn't it? Oh, is it a series? I thought it was a movie. I believe so. I think it's going to be like eight-episode arc that kind of... Oh, okay. Well, that makes more sense anyways. Yeah. Um... Well, the, this here is my I don't care thing because I've never held The Last Airbender in a high esteem. I, I, I've never watched an episode. Uh, I went and saw the M. Night Shyamalan movie, and though I didn't care for it, I also didn't hate it. It wasn't, it just, it didn't, it didn't, I didn't call for blasphemy. I just thought it was a boring movie. Well, yeah, the movie was horrible, but. If that's your first impression, I could see why you wouldn't care about the series. I didn't care about the series before the movie. It, well, because you'd never seen it. Yeah, but I never wanted to see it. Well, I never wanted to see it too until I saw it, and I'm like, "Oh crap, this is a good show." <sighs> Anyways, uh, so then, how do you feel about Netflix taking a stab at a live action version of it? Well, I think that's very good news because it's also going to involve the original creators of the show, who were very vocal against uh, how terrible the movie was going to be. Um, they even kind of roasted a little bit in one of the DVD commentaries, um, talking about like, like yeah, the DVD for f- the series. Yeah, during like the the commentary for the cartoon, uh, they make a few references here and there about the movie, saying that hey, you're not going to see that in the movie. And it was like a scene about um, like character development and uh, <laughs> like actual interaction between people that that was really heartfelt. And uh, I mean, part of the problem was. Uh, the like season they try to truncate the entire first season into a two-hour movie and there are like although there was definitely some filler episodes that was not enough time to really give you all the characterization that was needed i mean it's a long journey it'd be like trying to condense you know the lord of the rings from uh what was the director's cut like a three and a half hour movie Mm -hmm. trying to turn that into like a one and a half hour movie 
like all the stuff that you would lose in that. Yeah, but they did turn the Fellowship of the Ring into a two-hour movie. Yes, they did, and they still cut a lot out. Like, the but only people way still can... love the two-hour movie, two-hour version of the movie. Well, that was the first version I saw, but ever since I've, they've released the director's cuts, I can't go back to the regular one because, <laughs> like, in my head, I'm already replaying. Like, oh, this is the part where they should be showing the the hobbits and all of their history and. Oh, this is the part where they should have given them all of their gifts that are going to come into play later, which now we won't know where they came from because they don't show it in the original. So, yeah, that, that's the only way I can see it now. I also have to see them back to back whenever I start it, so I have to make sure I'm committed. <laughs> that's a long commitment. That's, that's like 14 affair, yeah. hours? Yeah, it's it's a bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, like I said, I have nothing to say about the show. I don't know anything about it. I will probably end up watching the live action show just because everybody else will be watching it and my voice is getting higher <laughs> i don't know why that was weird were you like not breathing through it yeah kind part? of yeah uh but yeah i mean i'll give it i maybe i'll give it a try i don't know there's a lot of things to watch now there there's too many things to watch but uh you should watch at least if you have the time try to watch the first season i think it's on amazon maybe it, oh, might be on Amazon. It Maybe might, it might be on Netflix if they're getting the live action show. Oh, that's true. But anyway, if you have the chance, at least watch the first season because it's it's actually really good. It's got good story, good world building. The characters are really well done, and it's just it's good entertainment. I don't know. There's nothing I could say like anybody could hate on it unless they haven't seen it. <laughs> if you've seen it and you still say I don't get it, okay, well then that makes sense. Okay. But, you should definitely at least try to watch the first, maybe not even the whole first season, just like the first three or four episodes. So you get a taste of what it's all about. It just, it might actually make the movie make more sense. You might even appreciate the movie, even though it was awful, because you'll actually understand what's happening. Fair enough. Uh, well, we'll show that I did like, and, and we talked about it last week. I think we talked about it the week before, too, uh, is Veronica Mars. So that was out. In the early 2000s had three seasons on the CW. Well, I think it was the it was the WB and then the CW, uh, and then they had the their GoFundMe no Kickstarter movie that they had come out in 2012. I want to say, uh, and then so now the the Hulu has decided they're going to do another season of the show, eight episodes. Well, Kristen Bell went on her Instagram and shot a video saying, yes, it's all official. They're going to be uh, making the movie at Hulu or making the show at Hulu. I'm sorry. And this time there's not going to be a Kickstarter uh, campaign. It's going to be funded by Hulu. And uh, then uh, Hulu is also going to get all the three seasons that are already made, which has not been on any streaming site for a while now because netflix had it last i believe but you haven't seen it anywhere since then so that was her video or coming out and saying uh, we are officially back in business a new veronica mars series is coming back on hulu veronica mars has always been a superhero without a cape and i think she's exactly what the world needs right now thank you to all my fellow marshmallows who stayed excited 2000 i think uh the video says 2000 summer 2019 all the videos all the past seasons are going to be available on hulu nice are you going to give that a, a chance? If you watch Avatar, I'll watch this. <laughs> Fair we'll, enough. We'll do a one for one. A one for that. one, but like the mine are an hour long or 45 minutes long and yours are only half an hour or 22 minutes long. I'm willing to take that for the team. Will you? Yes. Okay. That's how much I believe in this episode. I'll but then again, yours, yours will have more episodes. Oh, well, no, that's not true. 
Because it was on regular TV, so they would have 22 episodes a season. It was about there, yeah. But then again, how many seasons did Avatar go through? And do I have to watch all of Korra, too? Like, No, you, you can definitely skip Korra. But, that's, a, but that seems like that's the more popular one. Well, it's the continuation. It's more modernized, and um, it actually didn't do as well, so they kind of just rushed it to an end. Uh, so, um, I honestly, like, I've only seen like the first couple of episodes of that series, and I'm like, eh, it's not the same. It's... I like it. I like. I think I watched better. like one. I think I watched the first episode of Korra. Like I remember seeing an episode where she is in some type of like tournament battle with other like benders or something like that. Yeah, there's. I forget what they call that sport, but yeah, it's like you basically hit the ball around with your powers or something. And then the main bad guy like had the ability to turn off Bender's powers and some shit like that. Yeah. I never even followed up with it, so I don't know who that is or what their deal was or what the main conflict of the series is. <laughs> well he wants to turn off people's powers. Of course yes, that's but, the... but why? I don't know. Uh all right. Also coming out of Warner Brothers and their D C division. Um we talked we talked before about Birds of Prey being made into a movie. And it's the one that's going to have Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn in there. So it's like Gotham City Sirens and and, and Birds of Prey put together, I believe. And which one is going to star the amazing Ruby Rose? That's one Batwoman on CW. That's ah. a TV show. So uh, the Birds of Prey movie has, I guess, brought in some actresses on a short list to play some of the characters that they are going to be... Uh, have on the uh, movie and as we i think we stated before there was going to be black canary huntress uh who else harley quinn i think batgirl is not going to be in it uh katana orphan i don't know if katana or not oracle either no no oracle batgirl and oracle are the same person oh there was never like an overlap where oracle well okay so barbara gordon has been both uh-huh. And then when she was Oracle, there was also another girl that was Batgirl. That could be—that's Cassie Kane, who is Orphan. Uh-huh. And but there was also another Batgirl. There was Stephanie Brown, and then there's another Batgirl after that, which I don't even remember who it is. But now Bab- Barbara Gordon is back to being Batgirl and no longer Oracle because she got her legs back, <laughs> or she's no longer paralyzed. She got some stem cell therapy. I—they—they they never explained it. They just like next day they're like okay rebirth came around and she can walk again or yeah, it undid all the killing joke maybe that awesome. was fifty two I don't remember one of the two uh but anyways you had some actresses come in to uh I just do some screen tests for uh being in the movie and the names of those actresses are Sophia ba- maybe Sophia Batella. Kristen Milioti, Margaret Qualley, uh, Journey Smollett, Bell, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, uh, Gugu Mbatha, Ra, hate. <laughs> and uh, Roberta Colandrez. Well, all I care about is that it has Ramona Flowers. Just for that, I'd watch it. So I think the, I think the general consensus is that Mary Elizabeth Winstead was was in for uh, Huntress, Helena Bartonelli. Mm-hmm. And uh, some people said that um, maybe um, Mbatha Ra, Gugu Mbatha Ra, was, it was maybe in there to talk about being uh, Black Canary. Okay. Which uh, I, I'm, I'm okay with both of those. Sounds good. I don't see anybody in there 
that is going to be maybe in for uh, talking for um, or reading for uh, Orphan, who is half Asian. So unless they decide to change her ethnicity. I couldn't see them doing that for the life of me. I mean, they change white people to other ethnicities all the time. I was being very sarcastic. Ah, okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know. I don't know what people do anyway. I don't under- understand what, what is okay and what's not okay with people changing ethnicities of characters. I mean, obviously, you can't change any ethnicity to white. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I don't know. I, I feel like the internet would revolt if they did end up casting uh, Michael B. Jordan as Superman. <laughs> I can I could see them doing it, but I don't. Think, I think I, even the most progressive people would just have trouble with that somehow. I like, don't know in your brain. It would there is a compete. there is a black Superman though in Steel? the multiverse. No, oh, okay. in the multiverse, there's a. I think his name is um, Calvor. He's like Earth something. Earth one, one of the, one of the Earths. Earths. Yeah, obviously not the good Earth. Oh, <laughs> ouch! <laughs> kind of on a related note, talking about casting and stuff. Uh, there was like a mini trailer released for Teen Titans, or just Titans, I guess, that shows that it's going to feature Jason Todd. Yeah, well, we, we knew that from the um, the episode list that they released. The 10 episodes, like one of the episodes is called Red Hood. So you have to assume that at some point. And they knew, we knew that they cast somebody as Jason Todd. But yes, in the, the this new snippet trailer, you have... Dick Grayson and Jason Todd ride an elevator together, and uh, you know Jason Todd's kind of rubbing it in Dick Grayson's face that he's the new Robin. He, he's like, "Look, I, you know, I'm the new Robin. I get to do things. I drive the Batmobile." And he's like, "You get to drive the Batmobile?" Like Dick Grayson <laughs> says that to him, and that's kind of about it. Like I think they, I think you see them fighting a, li- a couple times, like I a bet little you bit. He's not gonna feel sorry when uh, the Joker goes to town on him. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> probably not. I mean, but they, they call in the episode Red Hood. I wonder if they're going to skip straight to that. I mean, are they going to go? Are they going to go through fucking death in the family? I mean, I would hope so. That seems like a, a lot to do in the first season. Yeah, I mean that that's all going to have to be in the background. I'm sure <laughs> they should put the death of Jason Todd in the background, death and return of Jason Todd in the background. Basically, yeah. Wow. Unless they do like a time jump or something, but there yeah. could be a time jump. I could see that happening too. Yeah. So. Where it all gets set up, and then by because the end, I think I've heard that you're going to see Nightwing in this, but then again, it is supposed to be Titans. It's supposed to be around the time when uh, Dick Grayson didn't want to be Robin anymore. So it would be, and you know, in the comic book, when he didn't want to be Robin anymore, that was the time when the Judas contract came about. Uh huh. So uh, that was the start of Nightwing. Interesting. So, would he still be considered a Titan as Nightwing? Yeah, because he was still the, the, you know, Dick Grayson was the leader of the team. Hmm. Well, I'm curious just to see what they're going to do with that. It's like, are they going to time jump? Are they going to just put it all in the background? They kind of did that with, um, what was that Young Justice cartoon? Like the first season, he was he was Robin, and he was the and they were Young Justice instead of being called Teen Titans. But then season two came about, and there was a time jump, and he was Nightwing. He wasn't Robin anymore. There was uh, there was another Robin in there. I think it, I think it was Tim Drake. I don't mm-hmm. think it was Damien. Yeah, they would. They probably have to skip around to him. So maybe it'll. Maybe they will do the really really terrible decision of just going straight from him being Robin number two to the Red Hood, like 
in within like the span of a couple of episodes or maybe even like a uh it'll be like a season long arc mm. maybe but i could see that happening too where they just bypass the whole like he died thing and he just went straight to being the bad guy maybe because yeah because I, I could see them like it'd be the first episode he leaves is robin he leaves batman and then the se- in the second episode you see someone else dressed as robin and he's like what the fuck and he's like oh well jason todd is now the the new robin he's like man batman and, gets over a breakup quick and then maybe episode six is the death of robin or jason todd and then episode 10 is the return of jason todd in the red hood I like how douchey they make the Jason Todd in it too. Like just from the little snippets we saw, he's kind of douchey. Is he? <laughs> yeah. I like all I remember him from was Death in the Family. I never saw any of the stories leading up to it. Yeah, so. he was just not. He wasn't a loved character. Like he wasn't a. I mean, that's kind of reason why that he ended up dying. You know, there was the whole phone in voting and people voted for him to die. Yeah, that was the should should Jason Todd die? Should Jason Jason Todd live? And and it, though like I think it's like a, a minuscule amount, like four votes or something like that. Because it was really split down the middle. It was a landslide. Yeah, it wasn't a landslide. Oh, it was like it? it was really split down the middle. It was like four votes for him to die that that won it, wow. like out of you know a couple thousand. I wonder how much they charged to call that line and vote. You know, it was probably like two dollars or yeah. some shit, which is terrible. DC <laughs> getting money, more money from kids. Um, but yeah, that's. I mean, we'll see. We'll see if that's what happens. Yeah. I mean, I probably won't be watching the DC streaming service, so I'll just have to read about it online. You can come watch it in my place. I got the, the subscription already. Oh, is that already available? Yeah. What can you watch on it now? Right now, uh, you can watch old episodes of, or you can watch the whole digitally remastered Batman the Animated Series. Okay. The cool. Justice League cartoon, so Justice League and then Justice League Unlimited. The ad- the New Adventures of Superman, Lois and Clark, or Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, yeah. that show. Uh, they have Batman 66 on there. They have, I guess, for the first two weeks or first two months or something like that, they were they're having all of the all of the Batman movies on there available to watch. So, nice. and then all the Superman movies. I don't know if they're going to be going away. That's what I heard from somebody. Um, they have all the subscription. Like they don't have all the all the comic books, but they have a handful of comic books that you can you can read digitally. You can. They have, of course, they have their own shop that you can buy shit from, and then uh, they have their DC Daily video, which right now is like every day they release. I think three different half-hour videos of people kind of talking about what's going on in the DC universe, either video games or movies or comic books or whatever. Uh, which you know, between all the TV shows and video games and movies, there's a lot to talk about, and should yeah. be talking about cart- comic books too. Well, what I really want to know is the one thing they're not talking about. It's like, what's up with Henry Cavill? <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. They're not, they're not going to be talking about. Yeah. It. I, mean, <laughs> I actually, I would, I should go check that out to see if they talked about it the day that that, ha- that came out. If anything, if they said anything, no, like I if they're a true news organization, <laughs> they should be. If they're just a shill for no, DC, it's then. just a fluff thing, yeah, it's yeah. just to showcase their stuff. They have John Barrowman on there as one of their talking heads, which I think is pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. He was playing... Um, he uh, played Merlin on on, yes, Merlin. on Arrow for the longest time, so I think that's why he's up there. He's a DC that. character now. Yep, he's a DC character. I'm surprised they don't have Kevin Smith up there like all the time. I guess his daughter was one of the talking heads for the first couple of episodes. Because her name is Harley Quinn. Yeah, well, Smith. and Smith is Kevin Smith is also a huge fan and works with them a lot. You know, I I heard. Well, I didn't hear. They showed it. Um, the director David Ayer 
gave Kevin Smith the baseball bat that Harley Quinn uses in the movie? I don't know if it was David Ayer that gave it to him, but he, I think, I know when they did their little special on the CW before that movie came out, uh, it was him and Jeff Johns were up there talking about Suicide Squad and Jeff Johns gave him the bat. Oh, yeah. At least on air. On air, gave him the bat. Yeah. Yeah, and I think he was going to give it to, to his daughter. Yeah, he did. And uh, I remember reading or seeing a video where he, he, ex- he explained how the whole thing went down. It was like, hey, look, this is the bat used in the movie by the movie Harley Quinn because, you know, you're Harley Quinn too. And I think he said her reaction was like, oh, okay, cool, thanks. No, no. It w- last time I heard him tell the story, she cries. Oh, yeah? She breaks down, yeah. Well, maybe he was just being a little flippant for the sake of comedy, but I was maybe. like, that sounds like it would be something that would happen. Well, yeah, a teenage girl, I could say that. I was like, she didn't choose her name. She was just like giving that. So right. It's not like she was the fan by birth. <laughs> uh, I, I, right now, I would say, because I think they first promised that the Titan show was going to be available when the, 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 sh- when the app first uh, launched. But I think they've decided to do some reshoots and, and stuff like that. So they're going to, it's it's not available yet. And then I think Young Justice Season 3 is not going to be available to the end of the year, is what I heard. So that's another part that I'm looking forward to. Well, it sounds like it'd be worth it at this point just for the Batman animated series and Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. Like I, w- I wonder, if, just I don't know if I, I didn't look, but I, I know that the Return of the Joker, Batman Beyond, the Return of the Joker is on there. So I wonder if Batman Beyond cartoons on there. Oh, that'd be pretty it's cool. got to be. I, I wouldn't mind watching that again. I think I only watched that the one time. Yeah, that's a cool series. So, all right, next story. Are you a fan of the Twilight Zone? Absolutely. Well, uh, what's his name? Jordan Peele <laughs> is going to be the new host. Oscar of, winner Jordan Peele. Yes, Oscar winner. I I just lost it for a second. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's going to be the new host of uh, the, a new version of the Twilight Zone, and it was announced with a video of uh, you know a somewhat similar-looking opening of the of the Twilight Zone that you're used to, and then you had Rod Sterling's narration, and then intercutting with uh, Jordan Peele's narr- narration, and then it ends with Jordan Peele uh, finishing out the. Uh, here's a signpost up up ahead, and it reads the Twilight Zone. I think that's awesome. I love the Twilight Zone. I don't know if it would really work as much now because, I mean, some of those episodes felt like they were super progressive for the time they were released in. I mean, they had some pretty heavy no, you're right. social commentary. But so much of that now it just feels like commonplace. I and, th- I mean, shows like Black Mirror and this one that we were that watching. That we're kind of doing. That we are kinda, doing that's kind of yeah. like it. No, so, I get what you're saying. And I think that the Twilight Zone has a heft to it as in uh reputation so i think that as long as they got good writers which i'm sure they did they can still keep it keep the commentary you know relevant and and progressive and stuff like that uh you might be they might retread some stuff that we've already seen in black mirror but i feel like they could they could still get it get it out there i mean they have the the whole credibility of you know they did it first technically right and this would be what the second revival? Didn't they try? I think it's to the bring third it? revival. Yeah, because I remember the, there's back. the Forrest Whitaker one that he hosted. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and yeah. there was one I think just before that too. Yeah, yeah. In the '80s, there was one with the movie. As right. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, the only thing that I don't like about this is that it's going to be on CBS All Access, and I'm not paying for that subscription. Like, 
uh, service. Like, I just don't get it. Like, CBS, you're you're uh, uh, a, a national network. You have a channel. We're we, we're supposed to be by law get that for free. You don't get to get a subscription out of me. I didn't I didn't pay for it for uh, whatever that Star Trek show is, and I'm not going to pay for it to get this show. Absolutely. No, I definitely wouldn't pay for it. Yeah. Um, maybe if they release it somewhere down the line if it doesn't do so well yeah hopefully it will be yeah it'll be on somewhere else i'll be rooting for it to fail just so i can watch it (laughs) uh all right um what's the next story ah so the russo brothers released a cryptic photo on their twitter this week it was a picture of i think joe russo sitting in a chair on the set of avengers 4 and Anthony Russo taking the picture, and in it said, look hard. That's what the caption to the picture says. It says, look, look hard. And a lot of people were saying that you can see the title, the subtitle of Avengers 4 in the picture. Now, a lot of people have gone in and traced out letters saying, look, it says in-game right here. If you put, if you put like this E, and then this is an N, and this is a D, and stuff like that. Um... I mean, other people, I think someone else said something about, oh, look, there's a four. If you look really close, there's a four here. And maybe that has to do with the Fantastic Four. I don't know. I think I think their their social media game is really cool. <laughs> now, see, uh, my whole takeaway from this, other than just getting all kinds of attention and people straining their eyeballs, I think the clue was right there in the caption. It says, look hard. Uh-huh. So by using a very sophisticated method of uh, cross-referencing, I've deduced that this is to announce that uh, Nova will be involved, and it'll be played by John C. Riley, who was in the movie. He was Walk a Hard. Nova. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> roundabout way, but fair enough. I mean, that's the kind of mind games that they play. So you know, you gotta really step it up. And you, you gotta step it up. You gotta step it up. I understand. Uh, I get it. I think I think the people that say in-game is in the picture, I think that's a stretch. Uh, I think there's something else in there. That's It's very subtle. I don't see it, but uh, I can imagine someone else might. Well, the way that that ladder is in the background, it kind of looks like an A. Well, it's definitely an A. Yeah. And then... Uh Gotta just kind of put it all together, like it's a visual puzzle. Yeah, I I understand it's, what they what, what they were going for here. I just still just don't get it. That <laughs> I don't. I think that when spelling out in game, it's a little it's a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, this. I mean, it's a black and white picture, but you can tell that there's some green screens on the background. Right. And uh, what else is green in the Marvel universe? Scrolls. We got scrolls. <laughs> scrolls are going to feature very prominently in Miss and uh, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Yeah. So all of that, it, it's all in there. It's just. It's all there. It's all yes. You know, got to stir the pot. That's and, what. That's it's 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 uh, Avengers Four Secret Invasion. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, all right. Next story. Uh, oh, Space Jam. Space Jam Two. More to the point. LeBron James tweeted out a photo of what looks like in a basketball team's locker room. You got B. Bunny, number one point guard, L. L James, 23, small forward, T. Nance, 20, director, and R. Coogler, 21, producer. Now, you uh, this is essentially, I think this announced the director as being Terrence Nance, and uh, the producer is Ryan Coogler, which we all know Ryan Coogler for making uh, you know Creed and Black Panther. Uh, amongst other great movies. 
but this is another step forward in uh, the movie being made, Space Jam 2, a sequel to uh, you know the beloved Michael Jordan Space Jam movie from the 90s. Which I love that it still has a recurring meme that you can still visit the original like <laughs> right. GeoCities looking website for it, the it movie. It has not changed whatsoever. <laughs> it's still there. It's still there. Uh, how do you feel about a Space Jam 2? How did you feel about Space Jam? I mean, at the time, I think everybody just intrinsically knew that you had to like Michael Jordan. So <laughs> I was fine with it. I wasn't a basketball fan. I could never afford his shoes. But I was like, oh, yeah, Michael Jordan. We're all supposed to like him. So, okay. I was a bigger fan of the Warner Brothers cartoons. So, like, that's really what more intrigued me to it. Um, and I'm a big fan of, like, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. So I love the mix of live action and animation. Um, that being said, I couldn't care less for like the actual story of the movie. I mean, as a little kid, that came out like what ninety five. I feel like it was before ninety five. Like ninety four, ninety five, somewhere in that range. Um, I was what fourteen at the time, maybe mm. maybe thirteen. So uh, it didn't really do anything for me. Like I was not being a sports fan and being like a little bit older than like a little kid. It was just kind of a passing oddity. I was like, oh, that was that was a movie that, that I watched. That was a thing that happened? Yeah. I wasn't super invested. Um, I had a weird thing with uh, Lola Bunny for a little bit, but the less we speak about that, the better. <laughs> and ultimately, like, this is just like, I, I still don't watch basketball. I recognize the name LeBron James as someone who's like a big, you know, He's probably the to-do in there. best player of this generation, I would say. I guess he's the modern day Jordan, which yeah, would make sense he would, that be, he would yeah. be, you know, side by side with Bugs Bunny. Right. So. <laughs> I mean, that's my level of interest in it. I'm like, if it comes out and if I have my kid with me, I might take her to go see it. But otherwise, I probably I, I, wouldn't. I think I'm, I'm right around the same same as you. I, I, you know, it, it was a thing that happened when I was a kid. And I was like, yeah, everybody watched the movie and, and stuff like that. But it's just never, I never had this big place in my heart for it. Do you... St- do you think that Jordan shows up in this movie? Hmm. I have no idea what, what he's doing in his life. I mean, at the time of the first movie, you know, he'd already retired from basketball one time, was playing baseball. That was even part of the story of the of the movie. Uh, eventually, he, he he comes out of retirement and goes back to playing base or playing basketball. I think he, I don't know if he'd already played start or he played for the bulls again or if that's when he went straight to the wizards i think he went straight to the wizards okay either way it doesn't matter because that's a sports podcast this is a yeah. <laughs> movie co- you know nerd podcast geek podcast anyways uh do you i mean do you, i have no idea what he's doing with his life now other than just raking in money i so. mean if he does have a cameo it would have to be very very small i don't think he could have uh any really prominent part in the movie otherwise there runs the risk of overshadowing lebron um you know, like this is LeBron's movie. I think like it would probably be better if he's not in it at all. But if he is, just the tiniest of cameos, like one scene, real quick, and that's it. I I can't imagine he'd be needing the money. I know that they still sell Jordans, and he still gets massive royalties <laughs> from that. Right. Um, I'm sure they still sell lots of merchandise and collectibles. And now, isn't I don't know if this is true, and I have no idea because I don't follow sneakers either. But is there a difference between nike airs and then air jordans like did did he do you know at all yeah jordans are like his specifically branded shoes um as far as like structurally if they're any different probably not oh but no there's a certain one that has his brand on it which uh costs like five times more 
Yeah. I mean, they're both made by, like, slave wages okay. in, like, Indonesia. <laughs> but. Uh, either way, <laughs> I, I just think it's an interesting story. I mean, I think it's something that a lot of people are really either for or against. Like, it's very divisive at this point. No, I like having my shoes made by three-year-olds. No, I mean the movie. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Space Jam 2. Uh, okay, Telltale Games. Do you play any Telltale Games? I have played The Walking Dead, and I have downloaded the Game of Thrones, but I haven't gotten around to playing it. I've played one chapter, I think, of uh, the Batman one, Oh, which was a lot of fun. Um, They're good games. I guess there was... There, there were, okay, so what's go- currently going on, it, it, majority of the studio is going to be closing down. Like, they have just... From the sounds of it, they have not made a profit in a long time because they haven't changed up the way that they made games. And uh, their stockholders and or whatever, shareholders or whatever, is uh, upset. So the studio had to close down a majority, a good majority of their uh, studio, uh, essentially closing down the studio altogether, like, had massive layoffs. And a lot of their future projects are not going to get made, including The Walking Dead, the final season, which had been heavily publicized throughout this year so far. Yeah, it'd be a real shame if they don't get to finish it. But yeah, that's exactly right. Their games uh, haven't turned to profit. And uh, I mean, you can make the best games ever, but if they also don't make money, then you're not going to really succeed as a business. So I can see why it's happening. It sucks that the stockholders want to be short-sighted, but they're there for for the money, not for the gameplay. So that's just uh, the truth about capitalism. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I mean, they might do like a GoFundMe or a Kickstarter to kind of just keep it going if they really, really want to petition for it to continue and just round it out. But I don't see it. I think it's just all going to collapse under its own weight. Last story I wanted to talk about. Uh, Michael B. Jordan has been cast in a Tom Clancy uh, new set of film series uh, as John Clark, the main character in like the Rainbow Six books that john clancy wrote so i think john i'm sorry tom clancy tom clancy has like uh the jack ryan uh books i think john clancy is the dude that played q in uh star trek the next (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i was like wait a minute so tom clancy has those has the 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 jack ryan series yeah then he has rainbow six which is which is john clark and then he has the splinter cell series which is sam fisher yes so these are essentially three different guys that do three different things for uh the government the yeah the cia government kind of thing they're three different types of operatives like and technically it's a shared universe and it is a shared universe because i guess in the clear and pleasant danger when harrison ford meets up with willem dafoe willem dafoe is well harrison ford is playing jack ryan and willem dafoe is playing this john clark character yeah so uh Michael B. Jordan will be playing this John Clark character in a Rainbow Six movie and a Without Remorse movie, which I think is an yeah, Without Remorse. Um, sure, I, I'm all for it. Michael B. Jordan can play everything if he wants. Yeah, Rainbow Six is really action packed, and uh, I like the game series. Yeah, I was gonna say I've on. only ever played the games. I never read the books. Yeah, I've never read the books either. But I mean, is there anything like the games and uh, all of their tactical? swattage action i mean it sounds like it could be cool i also think it's interesting because i've heard 
something about a Sam Fisher movie, Splinter Cell movie, for the longest time, and yet this one is getting made first. Like they have not been able to make a Sam Fisher movie. Like I've seen people, I heard people attached to it for a, a long time. Yeah, it's one of those uh, properties that just seems to be stuck, like perpetually in development hell. I, I mean, I, I, I would assume that it's going to be getting pushed pretty soon here with the success of Jack Ryan over at Amazon. I would say so. Yeah, I mean that would definitely make sense. I mean maybe they're kind of testing the waters to see if uh, the world is ready for the Tom Clancy verse. Well, I mean, with the resurgence of the Stephen King universe, you know, all his characters, I could see people or you know these different studios being like, oh, well, who else is out there that's a very beloved writer and Sue Crafton has, has huh Sue Crafton? Who's that? Uh, she's the Alphabet Murders author. I don't know what that is. It's like A for whatever. All these I forget what some of them are, but I think I'm she's sh- all the way down to Z by now. I I can't I can't understand why they haven't made it into a series. Then I yeah I could have sworn it was like on Lifetime or something, but and yeah I mean I know, you have at least twenty six movies right there. <laughs> I know that uh, there's someone is working on a new Anne Rice TV series. Oh yeah, I forgot about, about that, that but yeah, the vampire. I think uh, the dude from the Vampire Diaries is in it. The fucking. Ian Somerholder. I think he's supposed to be doing another vampire thing. I concur. Okay. So, I mean, there you go. I mean, obviously, just snatch up things and start making them when other things become popular, right? Yeah. I mean, that's uh, the other side of capitalism. Uh, there was a couple stories that you want to talk that we haven't... Uh, one more. Yet? Okay. Uh, well, due to the failure and critically poor reception of the last couple of Star Wars movies, Bob Iger, I guess the lead for disney is stating that they're gonna slow it down not uh, rush to make one new star wars movie every year uh, which has been essentially the mo since uh, the force awakens came out and uh, i think that is fantastic news because one of the things that used to make star wars special was the fact that there wasn't a whole lot of it out there you had something you had to kind of seek out there wasn't something new being made like every week uh, you know, things were collectible because they weren't being mass produced. One of the things they've noticed recently, and I've watched a few videos on it that are both hilarious and sad, is that you can find a lot of um, Last Jedi products in like dollar stores now. Because so many stores like uh, Target exclusives, for instance, have been found at Dollar Generals and some such uh, right. you know, locations, uh, Dollar Trees, because they're like, well, this stuff's just taking up space. We have to move it. So they'll sell it at a loss just to make some money. And then dollar stores will sell it for whatever, you know, drastically reduced prices. And it's brand new stuff. It's not like it's even like worn or, you know, whatever. It's just people just don't want pictures of Rose Tico or, you know, bisected General Snoke or whatever his <laughs> name was, Supreme Leader. I mean, I in my opinion, I think it's because they're just not releasing compelling characters. Like, you can't really tell any of the rebellion or the sorry the the resistance apart because they all just wear brown uniforms. <laughs> they're so boring looking. And then the uh, the ships just, I mean, this. I also have to say this though. I think that you had that original trilogy, and you can't really tell the the rebe- rebellion re- rebels from each other either. But I think because the internet wasn't a thing yet and people just went and made their own stories for all these other characters and and then somehow it got to you know 
the writers of the books and stuff like that. And they're like, oh, well, now we're going to make, you know, this thing. So it became more of a searching out thing, like a, a precious thing once you read the book and you got these backstories for these characters. Whereas now, you know, you can go to Wikipedia and and you'll find the backstory to any one of the characters that are out there. And people are like, oh, well, it doesn't mean anything because it was so easy to find now. Well, that too, but also with Disney kind of recanonizing the universe, a lot of the changes that have been made have not been well received. Uh, we've talked before about Solo and how he had, uh, you know, a very specific backstory already set up, and this new movie just kind of basically threw all, all that away, and it just, you know, truncated so several years of are, are history. You, so you're sitting here trying to say that because it's something that you find close to your heart, it's upsetting that they wouldn't changed it. Oh no, just disappointing that it wasn't good. <laughs> I mean, they can change it all they want. I, I like it when they make changes to source material if they improve on it. In this particular case, it didn't feel like they did. It's, and I, I would say the same thing about the Joker. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to fight somebody about it though. But, you know. I'm not going out beating up people about it either. No, I see the rage in your eyes, Mitch. <laughs> well, that's just the red ring that I have. So. <laughs> uh, no, look. I think that Iger coming out saying, "Hey, we're not we're going to slow down on the production of these movies" is really just a really ne- neither here nor there. Maybe it's like we're not going to make any new plans for anything new right now. And, but then as soon as Episode Nine comes out, and it's probably going to be a huge fucking hit, uh, it, even if it's not critically a hit, or, or people don't end up talking about it, it's still going to make a lot of fucking money. So. I think after that comes out, then we're going to see what it is, whether or not they're going to continue making more or slow down. And, you know, it's just taste is so subjective. I've actually had discussions with people who I uh, I would say I admire who said that they thought it was the best Star Wars movie they've ever seen. What's that, Last Jedi? Last Jedi, yes. And I'm like... Well, I wish I had your brain for a minute just so I could understand that. <laughs> but that's how they feel. And but I just think it's interesting because we got we got John Favreau's series that's supposed to be coming out. We got Ryan uh, Johnson's trilogy that he was supposed to be making. We have the Beninoff and David's no David, David B D Weiss yes and Beninoff yes uh, their series that was supposed to be getting made. Are those is, are those things in jeopardy, or are they still going to get made? I mean, we don't know exactly. It's kind of in the dark right Plus, now. Plus, you know, Disney has announced this week, and we didn't talk about it, but they announced this week that they're going to be making two new shows for their Disney streaming app. That they're going to be Loki and Star Star Scarlet Witch, you know, helmed shows. Right? Yes. Who's to say they don't do the same thing with Star Wars? You I know, so you might yeah. get a you might get an Obi Wan fucking. TV series with Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan for the years between episode three and episode six. Just chilling four. in the desert. <laughs> Just chilling in the desert, looking over Luke like from binoculars I from mean, far away. I mean, that actually does have potential because it wouldn't be such a huge budget. You could just film it somewhere that's deserty. Mean Yuma? Psst, absolutely. <laughs> I'd be more than happy to play a Jawa. I think you're a little tall for a Jawa. I'd be a tall Jawa. Okay. I'd have a glandular problem. Okay. <laughs> Unlike those rare Jawas you don't talk about. You could be one of you could be one of Luke's friends, like shooting womp rats on whatever. <laughs> yeah, the early signs of uh, being a sociopath, exactly. Wounding animals, exactly. Uh, I don't know. I I I think I think if they're willing, they're willing to do that, pay that kind of money. Because if you're going to actually get a live action TV show with Tom Hiddleston as Loki, 
or or uh, Elizabeth Olsen as as Scarlet Witch, you're gonna be. I think you're gonna be shelling out the money. So or they got screwed out of their contracts. They might have been screwed out of their contracts, but he's Tom Hilson's played Loki more than three times now. So his his quote for uh, for playing Loki again is gonna be huge. Yeah. Yeah, he has played. He's probably been the most consistent Marvel character at this point, other than the main heroes. Right, exactly. So, yeah. uh, all right, I think that's all the news we're going to talk about this week. Let's get into the last episode that we're going to watch of Electric Dreams on Amazon for season one. Good riddance. I mean, <laughs> I kind of feel that way. So, I want to say this real fast. So, do you, and I know you do because you, I know you like this movie. But you know in the movie The Prestige? Yeah. You got Michael Caine explaining to Hugh Jackman how, and essentially explaining to the audience how a magic trick works. Yeah. So I think he's what you got the presentation first, and then you have the turn, and then you had the prestige, right? The pledge is the first one. Oh, is it the pledge? I'm sorry. The pledge. Is it the turn and the prestige? Yes. Okay. So at the end, when he's explaining it, and they, they're using Christian Bale's character as an example, like. They're like, look, he doesn't understand how to do the pres- the the prestige. Like people, he gets to the end of the trick, and people don't understand what it is they're seeing, so they don't, they're upset with it. There's no pizzazz, there's no flair or anything like that. And that's exactly how I feel about these episodes. We get to the end, and there's no prestige. There's no, there's no aha moment. There's no aha moment. There's no hey, look at this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And we just get we just get to the end, and it's over. And I felt the exact same way when we got to the end of this episode. Like I was in on this episode at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh man, this is this can go several ways. And oh, I'm sorry. So this is episode ten, which was also episode ten in the BBC. Uh, Kill all others or KAO, uh, as I saw the the title when it came up on the on the episode. And uh, it starred Mel Rodriguez, which uh, if you watch The Last Man on Earth with um, oh, that's where he's from. Yeah, he played the guy? dude that drove the Lamborghini. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember what the main star's name is. Oh, Will Forte. Yeah. Uh, and he was also on another show. I forget what it was. I think it was... Uh, I don't remember what it was called. It was like... It was something about... Uh, it was about being in the army and this the dude got... Ended up having to become a, a drill sergeant for a bunch of... Uh, I don't know if he's a drill sergeant, but he was a sergeant for a bunch of like not great army soldiers and... Is a comedy, and he was one of the the Mel, Mel Rodriguez was one of them. Uh, he was he's funny guy, but he plays Filbert in this episode. Uh, Bob Lucas. Bob Lucas. Who's Bob Lucas? That's when he tries to be incognito. When oh he, yeah, that's right. Bob Lucas. He sounded a little bit like Jesse Ventura too when he, was he did that sound voice. it. Yeah, uh, I recognize the the actress who played his wife, Maggie Noyce. Well, the character is Maggie Noyce. The, the actress played by Sarah Baker. Um, I think his buddy Ed, I rec- I, re- I recognized from a lot of things. He usually plays a military person in a lot of things that you see him in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Mitchell, who played Lenny in the episode, uh, the only thing I really know him from is he played uh, Easy E in Straight Outta Compton. Uh, I like the. But then the we boss. also yeah, I was gonna say we had the supervisor we are very familiar with. Uh, he plays Peter Abernathy. Peter Abernathy in uh, Westworld. That we've talked about several times. Oh, and then also the candidate, which was which that's the only way they ever referred to her and got the whole thing was played by Vera Farmiga doing her best 
Hillary Clinton impression, I could say. Like she sounded just like her. Dude, she was many she was times. Me out. It was very creepy. Vera Farmiga was uh, in The Shape of Water. No, Vera Farmiga was in. I, I know her from something. I just can't remember. Uh, what's the Leonardo DiCaprio FBI movie? Where oh, The Departed. Uh, yes. He, she was in. She was the the psychiatrist in The Departed. Gotcha. She's in a lot of other things too, and she's got she's got a sister that's also in movies. I don't remember which movies, but she she's also in stuff. Yeah, she's got one of those names that like I know. I, I think know her, her sister was in the the remake of No, that's Rooney Mara. I'm not sure. <laughs> It doesn't matter. Uh, but yeah. In the episode... So in the, in the future, this near future, uh, one, North America has become one giant continent. Yes. No, wait. It's already a continent. One, one nation. Yeah. One nation. So we're... we're Mex... Us can. Yes. Mexico, US, Canada. Yes. And uh, instead of having a multiple... Uh, party system or a dual party system is what we have now. We have a uniparty system where it sounded like even though... So essentially Canada became a state of the United States and, and Mexico became a state of the United States because she says all 52 states you know, send up a uh, a representative to to become the one candidate, and then it all gets voted down to the one candidate, and then we become then they vote on the one candidate to become president. Yeah, I think that's how I took it too. That like the entire countries of both north and south of the U.S. it got added in as an additional state. Right. So poor Puerto Rico, not even in science fiction. <laughs> in the uh, but yeah, they. I mean, the idea was like, like our main character, uh, Filbert, is he's visibly upset that the that there's only the one candidate. Like it doesn't make any sense. Why are why do they have debate? She's up there having a debate, or it's more like a rally or whatever. And they're you know the the person person is asking them questions, and she's just giving off boilerplate answers and stuff like that. Well, they also set up that this is um, almost a dystopian future where there's definitely a lot of like surveillance and um, a lot of home monitoring kind of. Yeah, but it's home monitoring in the way that we are already seeing it now. In the idea of, you know, your customized ads and things like that. Customized ads, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it, it it knows exactly what it is that you like to buy. It knows exactly what it is that you need, and it tells you, hey, you need more coffee. And then the hologram coffee guy has sex with your wife. Yeah, <laughs> I love that detail. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, and then uh, when he's brushing his teeth, the the dude in the or no, I'm sorry. He was shaving, and the yeah, guy, some like cowboy, the cowboy says, "Hey, buy our razors," kind of thing. And he's just the hologram pops up in the bathroom. He's like, "Look, I thought I told you I, was, I didn't want the holograms in the bathroom anymore." And it was like a very Minority Report type situation. Yes, it was very much so. Which Phil K. Dick. Um, I I mean I already I I already that's one of the things that I'm always is like, look, we let them know our things anyways. I don't. It's not someone malicious that's trying to steal your info. It's the they people just, they just want to make a buck. They they're trying yeah. to sell you stuff. Well, but and here's where I started to become invested in the episode. So all of that being said, uh, Philbert exhibits something that the other people in the show or, or this episode don't really seem to, which is he has a little bit of a dissenting streak in him. Definitely, where, where he doesn't really agree with all the surveillance. They reference how old-fashioned he is, mm-hmm. where he doesn't like to to use uh, voice command, yeah, transportation or voice commands, right. He prefers tactile 
I think they call him something like that. He's a he's a feeler or something like that. Something like that. It's like a little bit of a derogatory tone to it. Well, I mean, from the very beginning, like we were saying, with the the hologram of the the cowboy popping up in his thing, everybody's trying to sell him something or tell, trying to get him to buy things. Even to the point when he gets to work, he's late because he took uh, public transportation. His boss says, "Look, just buy one of the new cars, one of the computer operated vehicles. You know, you'll get here on time." Kind of thing. Like that's the f- that's the first big one or big thing that was shown to me is like even his boss is like, "Hey, buy a car." And then you know when he's kind of down, his buddies from work or you know, and they're at lunch. His buddies are like, "Look, you know what make you feel better? Buy something. Just go out and buy something. It doesn't matter what it is. Buy whatever." So and then they also make a point at some uh, at in one moment to mention like you ever buy like an object like not in he says well I put money on my card and he says no like actually like buy something physical right and just the fact that that seems to be a rare commodity or not something that's common anymore I would imagine it's kind of comparable to like the people who still prefer buying physical media versus just downloading it I don't think that's what they were trying to show with that I think it was was more going towards like look just buy something so that you can have it have so you can sit there and have it in your hands that was just to have like the tactile experience right just so you know that you bought something yeah so all of that being said so they they do a pretty good job of kind of world building establishing all of that information and then you get hit with what I would assume is the pledge uh, in this particular okay. case. Is, um, yeah, they present to you that there was some sort of subliminal messaging that only he seems to have caught, which was that the candidate uh, just kind of briefly mentions, yeah, and uh, kill all others. Right. And In a passing like, sort yeah. of fans, uh, phase. And he was like, what? And just kind of confused by that, tries to show it to his wife, but like it, it doesn't play again. And he mentions it at work. Everybody's really dismissive. He like tries tweeting about it, and like nobody's talking about it. Right. And then at some point, one of his coworkers, um, I guess the one that's from like, Ed. Yeah, Ed. He was like, "Hey, I saw it too. It's probably not what you think. It's all just a show. It's like he he admits like like yeah, like I saw exactly what you're talking about, but." You're making a big deal about it. Don't make a big deal about it. It's just because it's the election time and, you know, it's yeah. politics and it's, it's not, yeah. Which leads me to think, and I was already kind of, my mind was racing here to like trying to you know, jump ahead of the plot and be like, okay, so is this a way to root out the people who would be dissenters and essentially... Um, but it's essentially, it's rooting out people that think for themselves. Uh, yeah, basically. Because that's, that's a, it's exactly what happens to Fulbert. Like... So when we get to the turn, we find out that everybody has seen it and people are agreeing with it. They're getting behind this notion of kill all others. And then a a lady goes running through the street as she's being chased by a mob and Filbert, who now is in a car that was bought for him by mass transit. Like they, the, the city bought this car for him and said, look, you're not allowed to ride the mass transit anymore because, well, because he freaked out because he, he saw a billboard that said kill all others. He, he pulled the emergency brake on there, which caused another train to, to hit the train that he was in. Now, when he, uh, they, which I thought was also weird, they gave him a car. Like, it's, it's, it's such a big thing for them to, to be like, you need new things. You need stuff. Get, get more stuff kind of stuff. You got to keep the uh, commercial machine moving. I know? guess. That's what all of them But are. even, he's not even paying for it. It's it's literally being given to him. It's it's more of the like look if you've been seen with new stuff, maybe people around you are going to be buying new stuff kind of thing. 
So I would imagine it was more just like another way that they can keep, you know, keep him monitoring you. That's I'm true sure too. All of it, like the car would record everything you say and do and mark it to you accordingly. And then just like the was, watch that he gets later. Yeah, that was kind of like a, a, a point they made earlier. They're like, hey, like what kind of butter do you buy? And he's mentioned some brand. He's like, no, you got to buy this other one. Like if you buy enough, when they start sending you ads for this butter, you're oh, going to like cheese. it. Yeah, when you buy the cheese. Oh, the cheese. Yes, yeah, the cheese lady. <laughs> but then it's also, it's customized to you. Like, they're like, he's like, oh, the cheese lady that comes for me is a redhead. And the other one's like, oh, the cheese lady that comes for me has a big booty or something like that. Yeah. I don't remember what he says. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Uh, but so he, he he sees this lady being chased through the street. He gets out. He's like, look, what are you guys doing? And they're like, she's an other. And like, she's already got, she's she, like half of her face is bloodied up because the guy threw her down to the ground. And he's trying to defend this lady, but it he then gets in trouble because why are you helping another? Like, there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's just someone just decided that this person is another, so she's another. Yeah, and that was my favorite part of the episode. When they set up this notion that it there's there's an us versus a them now. Right. That that I really thought that was genius. I'm like, holy crap. So like basically anybody can be another. And if somebody declares you another, it's basically starting like, you know, witch hunts again. Essentially. And um, it's more than likely that the people who would think of themselves like, oh, I wonder if I'm another already screwed themselves over because now they're going to become paranoid. And that's exactly what happens with Filbert. You know, he starts he never refers to himself as another, even though other people are saying you're not another, are you? Or, you know, kind of going along that train of thought when he's uh, finally starting to to get super paranoid um you know he has no choice but to just basically freak out and uh the ending was a little weird because i guess part of what sets the plot in motion halfway through a billboard gets erected uh right across from where he works almost as if it's targeting him or at least that's how he might feel if he's being paranoid and there's like a dummy of a dead body hanging in front of it and he's like, isn't that really weird and morbid? And uh, Ed and the other uh, worker are like, yeah, that's just a stunt. Like, just don't pay attention to it or whatever. But he just can't ignore it. So at the end of the episode, when he's having his full-on freakout, uh, because, well, first he calls to ask a question of the candidate, and he thinks he's really clever because he's wearing a hoodie and sunglasses. He kind of looks like the Unabomber. <laughs> And he states, you know, he gives a fake name. He says his name is Bob Lucas. But he also went and bought a burner phone to do it. Oh, I, I missed that part. So he didn't get his own phone? No, no. He went, like, he went, because you see him taking it out of the box. Ah. So he, he got a brand new phone to try and do it. But yeah, they still tracked it down and knew exactly who it was that was making the phone call and stuff like that. Yeah, he was trying to say he was from Sacramento. And they immediately knew, like, they had his real name and, and the, then his fake name and quotations. <laughs> yeah. and I think he was from Chicago. Yeah, he was in Chicago. So, yeah. <laughs> Once he realizes, like, oh, crap, they know exactly who I am, and now it's going to ask this really badass dissenting question. But it's, it, it's not even that harsh of a question. It's just like, all he wanted to know is how do you know who the others are? Yeah, I think it just really freaked him out, though, because of that. Oh, like, yeah, of course. It's Yeah, it just sets him down on the path of, like, freaking out even more. Plus, yeah, they give him a watch to kind of help monitor his, like, it's, serotonin and dopamine levels. That's what, the yeah, his supervisor says, look, it's just, you know, you're going through a health scare. You just had a head injury. It's, it's to monitor how you're doing kind of thing. But then we come to find out later 
that it's also got an ability to inject you with uh, chemicals and stuff like that to level you out, so to yeah, speak. Yeah, keep you uh, controlled. Keep you docile. Yeah. So there's a really strong message in here. But it, then it, that's where the, the prestige is supposed to show up. Yes. At the end. So you see there's this new billboard and, and it, the billboard, well, I guess we already saw it earlier, but the billboard says kill all others and there's a person hanging from it. And, uh, you know, Ed's like, oh, it's just a, it's just a dummy. Don't, don't worry. Don't get a big deal about it. And he goes up there because he wants to say that it's not a dummy. And you find out it's a real person. Is that person dead? No idea. Yeah. And then, disappointingly, it's replaced with Filbert. At, at the, the end. end. And his eyes are open, but he doesn't look like he's dead. It doesn't look like he's breathing, but it doesn't make any sense. Like, that part of it is where, like, yeah, it fell apart. Yeah, it's, that's what I'm saying. That's where the prestige is supposed to be. It's supposed yeah. to be. This is supposed to be the moment where you're like, oh, or like, oh, no, Filbert was right the whole time. Or, oh, look, he was, you know, actually, this is all just a simulation of what <laughs> of the world, and he f- found I mean, his way out kind I'm, of thing. I'm guessing the way that was supposed to end, or what we're supposed to take from it, is that the world really is just you know basically a big brother type government and this whole thing was just to weed out those few that do still have that independent streak in them where they can see through the facade and um you know this this whole campaign of propaganda for kill all others uh, which apparently was being adopted full force by the end of it yes um was essentially just that just to start getting rid of the people like filbert to make a more docile and complacent population but because that's not really kind of revealed as that you kind of just have to really infer it right um i feel like that's where it does fail like there's no aha moment with that reveal it's just like when there you go and that's just kind of like <laughs> peters out so yeah exactly and that's how we felt about a lot of these episodes and yeah. that's why it's so hard to be like i don't get it i don't understand what you're trying to say for the most part like i get this one it's consumerism bad politics bad it's some decent conformity but no payoff there you go that's a great way of putting it uh yeah i I don't know do we feel like if they do a season two we're gonna do this um i think there's a lot of good things out there that we could do instead yeah definitely i'm not looking forward to it i'm sure it could be put on the back burner i mean i don't regret watching this series i don't regret it either but it was definitely more misses than hits yeah (laughs) very much so i would say i probably liked less than half the episodes which uh i believe the actual short story for this one that this is based off is calling is called the hanging stranger as we see why so uh there's that all right so overall if you're into Philip K. Dick, I would say give this series a try. If you're really into sci-fi commentary, political commentary, I think that there's some stuff in there that you can enjoy. Otherwise, if you're just in it for the sci-fi or just in it for good storytelling, you might want to pass. I would say also, if you're a weirdo like me and you actually care about things like production value, I think it's got that going for it too. It definitely has production value for it. Like the episodes look great. Yeah. All of them. So there's that. Um, otherwise, take it on your own uh, accord <laughs> if you want to watch. Yeah. I, I would recommend this hesitantly. Hesitantly. I was like, it's not for everyone. Most people might be bored. Yeah. Uh, all right, folks, if you have anything you'd like to add to our ramblings, we'd love to hear from you. I'm on Twitter as at Michipedia, G-E-R. John's also on Twitter as. I am at Magic Bollocks. The rest of Geek Elite Radio is at Geek Elite Radio on Twitter, at Geek Elite Radio on Instagram. Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Radio is our Facebook page. 
And geeklyradio.com is our website. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geekly Radio Network. But until then, this is, or until next time, this is uh, the Geeks Watch on the Geekly Radio Network saying, always remember to geek, geek out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.